ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. On Blueprint for Living, it's time now for an icon. Uh, that can mean but one thing, calling upon design writer and commentator Colin Bissett. Few materials have captured architects' imaginations quite as much as glass. Today, we think nothing of the latest office building being completely encased in it, mirroring its neighbours, or being wholly transparent, or even as opaque as a ghost. But getting to this point is the result not just of being able to make large sheets of glass and structures strong enough to hold them, it's also about the power of human imagination. Glass is the material of fantasies, it's the nearest one can get to building with nothing but air. An overview of how glass began to dominate architecture takes us back to the orangeries of the Renaissance period, built to protect citrus trees from winter frosts. These had large windows but solid roofs, the most famous being the orangery at Versailles, built in 1663. It was only with the arrival of industrial metal-making, more than a century later, that structures could become almost completely glazed. Like the great conservatories of the new botanic gardens, such as the great palm house built at Kew in 1844, designed by Decimus Burton, that has such delicate tracery it looks like a spider's web. With this conjunction of iron framing and plate glass, it's a short hop to the Crystal Palace that Joseph Paxton created for London's Great Exhibition of 1851, its prototype being the vast greenhouse, or stove as it was called, he designed for Chatsworth House where he was head gardener. The glazed roofs of the new railway stations and shopping arcades might have been spectacular but it was the Crystal Palace that really captured the imagination and changed the course of architectural history, inspiring the halls of world exhibitions thereafter, including those in Sydney and Melbourne. A building made completely out of glass was becoming more than just a dream. Like the colourful pavilion designed by Bruno Tout in 1914, a shrine to glass itself, which was intended simply to inspire and elate. It took until the 1920s for larger glass panels to be possible. These became the signature of mid-century modern homes, such as the Glass House by Philip Johnson and Mies van der Rohe's Farnsworth House, both built in the late 1940s, their walls little more than glass. The conservatory, on the other hand, had a new champion in Buckminster Fuller, who invented a self-supporting lightweight metal frame called a geodesic dome, which could be scaled potentially to any size, and which was showcased at Montreal's Expo 67. This was the new Crystal Palace, and inspired new forms of architecture, such as Paul Andre's egg-shaped National Grand Theatre in Beijing of 2007, and even the famous Glass Pyramid by I.M. Pei for the Louvre in the 1980s. Our ideas around glass keep evolving, 
And while we still build conservatories, both large and small, glass in architecture has made the dreams become reality, being barely there and yet now everywhere. Thank you, Colin. All Colin's icons gathered for you at the ABC Listen app. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 